tell people that KB and Apples is coming. <laughs> we have a, a 42 minute episode for Team TV ready, done. Like, it's awesome. 42 minutes? From when you guys did us? When yeah. you guys did the big one, the protein one. Whoa. Um, the infamous, what was it, doo doo, something, whatever that flavor was. Remember I said something about this tastes like doo doo uh, butt. Doo doo butt. <laughs> oh my goodness. You got that from McKinley. Yeah, I know. I tell her not to say it, but. So we are back with the interlogue episode. Right. What episode, Corey? Seven. Seven. Episode seven. It's called Food Vibes. We've got Megan in the studio what with us up, today. Guys? The yeah. one and only. So I know everyone's going to be disappointed, but I'm going to take a step back today. Uh, and let a professional do their job. Megan is a professional podcaster. <laughs> I'm an amateur. No, this is actually true. I Megan guess is this a. Is true. You've I mean, got how many episodes you got under your belt? Oh, like hundreds. Exactly. I think I think I have one sixteen. I have seven, six. <laughs> I remember when you guys did the the hundredth episode. Yeah, we had exciting. our balloons and celebration going on. Yes. So Megan means a lot to us. Obviously, at the team app, she's one of our partners. Probably our favorite partner that we get to work with. Oh, you hear that, others? I mean, it's, I'll tell them to their face. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's the truth. Yeah, they, they Everybody needs to be more they like you. They already know. Thank you for being you, Megan. Yeah, thank you for being here. So I guess for the people that don't know you, tell us who you are, kind of what you do in your, your real life. I'm Megan Pachecki, formerly known as Megan Ware, which is a lot easier to say than my new last name. I own a private practice called Nutrition Awareness. I'm a registered dietitian, and I see clients one-on-one -on -one here in Orlando and virtually all over the world. And we do have a podcast called Nutrition Awareness, if you're interested in looking that up. Also an author, had my first baby this year, published my first book, and we just put an offer on a commercial property about four minutes ago, so. So you're just a beast. <laughs> trying to be I love it so tell us um tell us a little bit more about the podcast and the book obviously people keep listening to ours but if you want real entertainment listen to hers so our podcast started because Kate is the other dietitian that I work with at nutrition awareness we would get a lot of the same questions all the time so for example, things like we just talked about last week, should I be taking a CoQ10 supplement? Or what's your favorite protein powder? Or should I be taking a multivitamin? Or what's your best tips of eating out? And so we had all these things that we were talking to our clients about in these consultations. And we were like, well, how can we get this information out to more people? Or if our clients ask about it in a session and we think our time would be better spent talking about something else, what can we point them to? And people don't really read blogs anymore, so we used to write lots of blog posts, but that's just kind of going by the wayside. People like to listen or watch things, so that's why we started the podcast, and that's still what it is today. It's the most frequently asked questions. We kind of go in-depth, and usually they're around 20 to 40 minutes. How frequently do they come out? Once a week, uh, some twice a week. We have these new mini-sos that we're doing, where we're calling it uh, Things That Piss Us Off. <laughs> <laughs> Because there's a lot of stuff that makes actual nutrition professionals pretty mad in this space. Uh, the last thing that we talked about was seed cycling. We're talking about the blood type diet next. So a lot of these kind of BS things that are 
out there in the world that people grab a hold of and make people pay for and make a lot of money off of that are actually BS. We are talking about those things. So I actually want to stop you there because one of the questions I wanted to ask you. So one of the things here, like we like our specialists to specialize. So that's why we've built a team of people uh, across all different spectrums. Like I know you said you're a registered dietitian. Can you please explain the difference? Oh, yeah. For everyone else. Absolutely. So a registered dietitian, to be a registered dietitian, you have to go to school, uh, get a four-year degree in nutrition science, and then do a year-long internship and pass a national registration exam. So similar to like a nursing exam, once you pass that exam, you never have to take it again, but you do have to be licensed in your state to practice, and then you also have have to have continuing education credits to keep your license. Now, to call yourself a nutritionist really means nothing. You can go online and get a certificate in a couple days and call yourself a nutritionist. It's not really a protected term. Um, We've tried to take that term over and call ourselves registered dietitian nutritionists, but we don't have any kind of like power over using that term. But yeah, anybody can call themselves a nutrition coach. It's not regulated at all. Anybody can call themselves a nutritionist. But if you're looking for someone who has an actual education in biology and physiology and all the things that make you understand how the body actually works and interacts with food, you're looking for a registered dietitian. So what uh, what is your personal opinion towards these nutritionists? They're everywhere. They're all over Instagram. So anybody can tell you to eat broccoli. I mean, anybody can tell you that having a salad for lunch is probably better than having a Snickers and a Coke. So you don't need a degree to tell people that. You don't need a degree to understand what food is healthy and what food isn't necessarily healthy for you. But that's not really important when it comes to having a coach because I think that's more common sense. And I think what's really required is an understanding of the human condition and what helps people to change and how food actually interacts in your body and that what works for one person isn't going to work for everybody. So what I tend to see in the nutrition coaching world is people latch onto one type of diet or one style of eating. So maybe they went vegan and it cured all of these ailments that they had or they became a marathon runner or they lost 50 pounds. And to no fault of their own, they want to help other people do the same thing that they did. And so they become this vegan nutrition coach and think that everybody that comes to them for coaching should also be a vegan. But what we found in our practice and through our education is that it's not a one size fits all thing. And what it's really about is helping people play detective to figure out what's going to work best for their lifestyle for their family, for their preferences, and for their unique condition. And it's not the same for every single person. So if you see any coaches out there that think that one way of whether it's keto or vegan or whatever, you should do this, everyone should do this, that's your first clue to run in the opposite direction. Yeah, I I never trust anyone that speaks in absolutes. Yeah. Um, can't trust them. But it sells a lot. When it it comes to the nutrition world, it sells a lot of books, like gluten-free or whatever, paleo, or whatever the next new thing is going to be. It sells a lot because people think it's easier to just latch on to a set of rules and then follow them versus really figuring out what's going to work. Yeah, critical thinking. Yes. So this is a loaded question, but if you weren't who you were, who you are, you didn't do what you, you do, would you pay for a nutritionist versus a dietitian? 
like just being a lay person and yeah. not knowing no i don't think so i don't i don't think that a nutritionist could really teach me anything beyond common sense eating or being somebody maybe in my corner to help cheer me on or help me set goals that makes makes sense to me i do actually have going back in this conversation what is seed cycling <laughs> I, was, okay, so, I was asking. I was, I was, I was um, waiting for you to ask, Corey. So but. seed cycling is, it's, you know, like the Gwyneth Paltrow, like goop type people that are pretty woo woo. And okay, so it's kind of like in that realm of things. Like but what it is, it's basically to re-regulate your hormones. The premise is that you eat different types of seeds, like pumpkin seeds, hemp seeds, Black seeds at certain times of the month and you cycle through them and it's supposed to help you regulate your hormones. Actually, when I was doing the research on it, it's not as egregious as I thought it was in the beginning because of all the things that are out there. So many of them are buy this supplement or take this powder or do this thing that is a manufactured product. At least this is just eat some seeds that are super high in nutrients. So at least it's real food. At least it's real food. There's a lot of anecdotal reports out there about it helping people with period cramps or pain or getting their period back, but there's no real science behind it. There's been no real studies. To your point, it's not a, it's not for everyone. And there's no studies because <laughs> nobody from the pumpkin seed board is paying for it. <laughs> Whereas these supplement companies or pharmaceutical companies have a lot of money and they're going to pay for these studies. There's no like seed backing <laughs> funding that's going to study any of this. So if people want to do it, fine. It's okay to try it. But um, yeah, there's no real science behind it. When you, uh, when you started the minisodes, like things that piss us off, what was the why and what was the number one thing? Obviously, you start with the, probably the thing that got what you. What was the first thing that we talked about? I, I honestly can't remember what the first thing we said. There are so many things. Like when Kate and I get together and we do our kind of like monthly downloads about, you know, things that our clients have come up with or the, the best things that we have to report for the month. Like there are always those things that kind of pop up that are like, what were they thinking? Or did you see this thing that this person posted? And that's kind of where that, what pissed us off. We were like, we should really make this into a podcast. We just sit here and bitch about all this stuff. We should do it so that people can actually hear. Yes. Episode seven. I thought it was going to be me. (laughs) (laughs) It was not me. Now the floodgates have opened. <laughs> Megan has officially put a PG-13 sticker on her. I have to her. fill that out. Like, is it clean content? Okay, now well, <laughs> now we're edgy, though. We might get some more listeners because we're a little bit more edgy now. Well, that's a, honestly a good transition. How can we get better? <laughs> you guys are crushing it. What I, works for you? I think being totally yourself and allowing people into a, gl- a glimpse into your actual life. So I think something that was that I struggled with when it came to like social media podcasting, no matter what it was, was keeping my personal life separate from professional life. And what's funny is that people are creepy and they really just want to know what's <laughs> going on in your personal life and infusing it. I don't think it's the creepy. It's just like infusing your personality. They want to know you as a person. They want to know, like, and trust you. And if you're just talking about the sciencey stuff, they don't have any like connection to you and so people like the most likes and comments that we get are when I show my kid what I'm feeding my kid 
and like him falling and hitting his head and having a big bump on his head and a band-aid so pictures with me and my husband like people want to see that personal stuff because then when they connect with you on that they're more likely to listen to your advice when it comes to nutrition or be invested in your company and wanting to know what's happening with you guys it's just infusing that like personality who you really are and what's really going on in your life like Luby. <laughs> it's his birthday like, that's what people are really interested so i need to i need to start dog. using my children <laughs> you need to get out Leverage. in front of the camera some more well i don't know if we want that have you seen these people that they have kids for instagram well it's funny like i uh my wife taylor is she's she's on she's on the gram she's deep into the internets and i'll be at work and people will be like oh my gosh your children they're what they wore to school today i'm like how do you know what they wore to school today but no i i get it so what about the book that's that's relatively new side note fun fact oh Corey's wife delivered my baby. Okay, yes. <laughs> but anyways, so the book, yes. Uh, it's called The Optimized Life, and I wrote it for my entrepreneur clients. So the person who I was thinking of when I wrote this was my client who either owns a small business, is starting a small business, or has a bunch of different ideas that he's developing, he or she is developing, and what I found were that these types of clients tend to have a lot of the same personality traits that may have made them very successful when it comes to business and launching companies or selling companies or making money, but get in the way when it comes to their nutrition. So one of these personality types is like the idea guy. So the guy who gets like really pumped up about an idea and launching it and building it up, but then doesn't really want to see it through to the end and gets really pumped and excited about the next idea that comes up. And so this happens in nutrition when there's a new diet that comes out every year and then they get, they go all in on that diet, but then they only do it for two months, three months, and then they're done with it and they see the next shiny thing. So in business, that might be great. They might have been able to sell 15 different apps by now, but in the world of nutrition and fitness and health, you can't just keep going from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. So I identified six different personality types. I kind of go through them in the book and talk about strategies that you can use for your life versus just Kind of jumping from thing to thing to thing. Are you seeing like you the response that you wanted? <laughs> With the book? Yeah. So I haven't sold as many as I wanted to. It turns out that it's not one of those if you build it, they will come type situations. You have to do press. You have to book podcasts. <laughs> you have to market yourself, which I am not good at in the least bit. And I don't enjoy at all so i kind of put it up on amazon was like hey if you want this come and get it <laughs> which was great in the first you know three four months or so i think you know we have a lot of followers and fans and clients and the people that were all going to buy it that knew us bought it and now it's kind of like trickling trickling down it's a sale every couple days or so so i do want that's a ramp up but i don't think that i've done everything that i can do to get it out there and I think there is definitely a niche market for it. I haven't done a good job at marketing it. I enjoy the writing. I enjoy the editing. I don't enjoy the marketing. That sounds like us. <laughs> we enjoy building and yes. thinking and doing. 
Well, we, we had talked about this, and so, I mean, we might as well say yeah. it now. Um, we want to, obviously, we, we, we love you around. We want to support you, so we are going to uh, purchase some books and, and get them out to some of our listeners. So we'll give you the rules of that at the end of it, but we want to help Ooh, out okay. as much as we can. Fun. And we made that commitment. We just finally are going to follow through on <laughs> yeah. it. We are an accountability app. Right? Exactly, exactly. So, so you're going you're gonna to get a few more sales this week, next week, whatever it is. We, uh, cool. We're committed to that. Okay, awesome. Yeah. I appreciate that. So obviously we're here because of the team app and all the stuff that we're doing there. Um, I've had the opportunity over the last two months to work with you and Kate specifically on something I think is really cool. We've always talked about injecting nutrition tools into the app, but you kind of came up with this thing called the food track. So can you tell us about what that is and what people can expect? Yeah. So what we noticed in our practice was that we had clients using a bunch of different apps to track certain things. And in those apps, we would we would join them as well. And we would like follow along with them and use them as part of the accountability process in our coaching programs. And they were all they all had like their little bits of greatness to them, but we felt that there could be something else that would work better for our clients in a place where we could kind of have them do everything in one place. So for example, we have something called the daily accountability program where we're in touch with our clients constantly every single day and sending videos back and forth and pictures back and forth. And we use WhatsApp for that. And then we had an app where we had some clients who were taking pictures of what they were eating as a way to track and stay accountable and that was on a different app and so we got to talking and we just were like hey can we like build our own thing within the team app that does all the things that we wanted to do and our clients can just get on one app instead of having three different things tracking three different things and there we have some clients who are really into the numbers and the metrics of nutrition and love seeing that. And we have some people who never want to see a calorie or a carb or a protein or a fiber number in their lives, and it run, makes them run the opposite way. And it doesn't mean one is wrong and one is right. It's just figuring out your personality type and what's going to help you. And so what we're trying to do is to filter these people into a system that's going to help them figure out what type of person they are and how to hold them accountable in the best way for their personality type and for what they need. So that is a very good explanation, but what it what is the gamification of it? So like you come into nutrition awareness's portion of the app based on what we've been building mm -hmm. and there's this thing. It's you, you see food trek. Like, yeah, so it's kind of like you're on a hike. <laughs> so you imagine you're on a hike and you're about to go have breakfast and you take a picture of your breakfast and then you get to decide, am I on path or on trek or am I off trek? So on trek means this meal will get me closer to my destination or to my final goal. Off trek means it's taking me off my path to my goal. And so you get to kind of decide and then within the app, it looks like a little hike that you're going on. So you can either have a straight line straight to your destination or you veer off and you go off curve. And we expect that. We expect you to go off path, off track a little bit. Um, we don't expect life to always be a straight line. But in the gamification of it, you get to see percentage of time that you are on track versus percentage of time that you are off that track. 
And usually our goal for people is somewhere around that 80% time. I want you to be able to go and eat carrot cake at some point or <laughs> go have pizza on Friday. That is all very normal things that you should be doing in life and enjoying it. But you also can't do that 80% of the time and expect to see any type of result. And my guess is that if you're in this app and you're using the nutrition function, you have some type of health or wellness goal. And so in order for us to keep you accountable, we kind of need to see where that breakdown is happening. No, and it's, I mean, it's really cool. It's, it's fun to look at when you see it. You know, you're just basically having an emotional connection to it. Like one of the things that when we first started talking to you, um, you defined kind of your approach as your relationship with food or your relationship with nutrition. Mm -hmm. And what I like about this is it really is that kind of that visual connection to it. Because it's not necessarily, you're not necessarily off, the way you explained it was off track if you eat a cheeseburger, that might be an on, on track thing for you in this capacity. So it's not good versus evil. It really is about how do you feel about how you're approaching and achieving your goals. So it's, for me, it was really cool to see that. And it's infusing you into it versus this certain parameter that you have to fit yourself within. Uh, one of the examples that I use, like for me, if I'm eating, like I love these dark chocolate bark thins. They're like exactly almonds what you're talking or about. like pumpkin seeds. Like we get the big bag from Costco at my house <laughs> and it's like a nightly thing. I'll grab a couple pieces out of there to kind of like end my day. Like I want to have some dark chocolate in my life every day. And so you might look at that and be like, as a dietitian, that's off track. Like, that's not something you should be eating. For me, that is on track. That is something that I look forward to. It's something that helps to keep me in balance. If I don't have my little treat every day, let's say I went a week without having that, I'd probably go eat a pan of brownies at some point because it's been so long since I've had that chocolate. And brownies are delicious, <laughs> obviously. So for me personally, that's something that I enjoy and something that helps to keep me in balance. And so and we're not looking at it as just, is this a healthy food or a not healthy food? It's like, is it healthy for me in a way that helps me to balance my life and maintain it? No, that's and that was the part that jumped out to me was that connection with it. It wasn't just, hey, I did broke my macros down and I ate five meals today and all of that good stuff. So I'm excited to see it. I know Mike is uh, working on the back end of it. I say back end, the portal side of it that we have talked about. So he cleaned up some of the the stuff that uh, when you saw the portal, you're like, it's too disjointed. It doesn't make any sense. So. Um, <laughs> He has a an Excel mind, like very columns and rows. Yeah. So when you see this, yeah. we're actually getting the mock-up on Tuesday. So you'll, you'll have an opportunity to see the, kind of the new structure for how you manage it. And I think it's going to make a lot more sense, okay. um, a little cleaner. I give Darren credit because I'm a very critical person. And so anybody who asks me for feedback, I'm like, I'm going to give you actual feedback. Well, that's like, what we I ask you. I am not yes. the type of person that's going to be like, it looks great. Because I don't think it's helpful. But I also think it can come off as like, ooh, you're a, you know. Um, so, <laughs> so, yeah, there was like this one screen that Darren showed me. And I was like, this makes no sense to me at all. I hate how it looks. Well, she didn't say that at first. I asked her. I was like, well, 
what is your input? That was where we started. We started with it's all bad. <laughs> now, now let's back into how it can be better. So first, leg sweep. Second, stand up, dust yourself off. <laughs> like, yeah, so if you're ever going to ask me feedback about something, so just be prepared. We're, we're straight shooters around here, so we, we appreciate it. Um, Kate is writing a book right now as well. So like watching me go through this process, she's like, I, this is something that I want to do that I'm inspired to do. And she is so scared for me to read the first draft. What it tell, I mean, break this story here. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what is this what's, book, what's book about? Oh, I'm not, I'm not going to release it. Okay. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to let her, her do that. Um, because I don't think she's really talked about it with many people. So I'm not going to out it here, but. Well, it's we're gonna coming. see Kate soon, so I'm gonna. We'll let her. We'll yeah. let her. Yeah. We'll let her. Uh... Going back to your book, um, I've been because of Corey actually. I've been listening to audiobooks a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Is your book one that could be digested as an audiobook? It could, but there is not an audio version. So I kind of told. I gave myself a financial goal that if I make this certain amount of money off of the book, that I would then do an audio version. But it's expensive to publish a book um, from paying for an editor to cover design and Amazon takes most of your profits. So (laughs) it's not like you're making a ton of money off of putting a book out there. So I'd be willing to do an audio version. I'm just not going to sink money into it unless I'm making a good profit. What a, is there a minimum stocking with Amazon? I know that's a thing. No, it's print on demand. So if you do, it's called Kindle publishing. So the benefit of that versus traditional publishing is you don't have to buy a bulk amount of books and then have hundreds of books sitting in your garage waiting for you to sell them. It's just print on demand. So you can buy author copies, but then if anybody buys one, it'll ship within two or three days and they just print one at a time. So we're going to ask you a personal question. Sure. What is the margin take? Now, you don't have to tell us what it the cost is i'm just i'm pretty sure amazon takes about 70 percent of what that price is (laughs) um and so the way that it works is so like at the book i think right now is priced at 13.99 so it costs five ish dollars to print so they subtract the five dollars from it and then they take a certain percentage from the sale as well so nice. you get so I think I make like five dollars every time you buy a thirteen dollar book. Nice. Yeah. But it's like the, record companies from the forties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get a penny a record. But the other side of that is is anybody can be an author. So you don't have to go to a traditional publishing company and find an agent or get seven hundred rejection letters. If you think your book is good enough, you can decide to put it out there. What a what good feedback and then what constructive criticism have you received? Nobody gives me constructive criticism. It's just five stars across the board, which I mean, is great good. to read, which is very fun to read. Um, but I, you know, before I published it, obviously, like I worked back and forth in an editor for a couple months. I sent it out to a couple different colleagues in the nutrition world, a couple business guys, and the feedback I always got was like, this is awesome. This, is, this isn't just for business owners, this is great for everybody. And I'm sharing this with my mom, and I signed a book the other day, which it was like a very surreal thing That's for amazing. me. This woman came in and as, a, as a client, and she was like, I really wanna start my Christmas shopping, and I'd like you to sign a book for my daughter because she's going to school to be a dietitian and she loves you, can you sign it? And I was like, 
what? Okay, what should we I say? We started this what episode say? by saying you're you're yeah. a star. Like, <laughs> this, this is why we're trying to get our numbers up. Yeah, like, no one has ever asked me for a signature. <laughs> what a just kind of staying on the whole process of of all of it, knowing what you know now outside of marketing for it. What would you do different? Um, I probably would have had more of a launch strategy. Mm -hmm. So even though that's still kind of marketing related, maybe I would hire a public relations firm or this is something I could still do. But at the time of publishing this book, I had a two month old. (laughs) So I kind of just knew I I, that was my deadline my deadline was I need to write this book and have it published by the time I have a kid because if I don't it'll never happen and so it got down to the wire it wasn't happening had the baby I was two months in still on maternity leave and I like I just got to get this out here and so I didn't have a whole big marketing plan launch plan I was just like hey here's my book did you just feel relieved yeah exactly (laughs) it was like okay it's out there it's done I've done this thing I've always wanted to do. And so it's kind of like, check that off my list. You don't have a second one in you? No, I don't th- I don't think so. <laughs> I think having gone through the process, I'm the type of person, if I do it once, like it's no longer a novel experience for me. And I, like I ran a marathon. As soon as I was done with that, I never ever needed to run distance ever again in my life. And I never did. So it's just like a one and done. I don't need to write another book anytime soon. Got it. <laughs> Have you given this advice to Kate? No. You need to sit her down. <laughs> Let her know. Instead, you're not you're telling her secrets without telling her secrets. So what is your next thing? Since the book the book's checked off, what, what's next? Okay, so our next thing is buying a commercial property. So currently we rent a space that we've been in for a few years now. We love the space that we are in, but um, Kate and I recently um, we have formed a new LLC called Happy Hub. And we would like to create the best place to work. So meaning we want an awesome space where other entrepreneurs can work with us, be collaborative, have an awesome work environment, get a really cool espresso machine, have a fence out front. You can bring your dog to play if you would now like. Now we're talking. Um, potentially, this is way in the future, but like child care, you can bring your kid, drop your kid off, go in your office. So a collaborative space for maybe mental health therapists, massage therapists, yoga, whatever. So like co-working, but with a specific purpose. Co-working, but collaborative. So I think a lot of what the co-working spaces are missing now is it's, it's a corporate feel or it's you just kind of go in your office and you shut the door and you don't really ever talk to anybody. No, we know that. We're yeah. here doing that right yeah, now. Exactly. Yeah. So we lock the door, actually, <laughs> when we come in. <laughs> so the, the very first space that I rented in Orlando, it was a group of six or seven different mental health therapists. And I was the only one who wasn't a therapist who was a dietitian. But it was a very collaborative space. And we would have kind of team meetings. And we would do happy hours. And... Um, a bunch of different stuff together it just felt like you weren't on your own I feel like being an entrepreneur especially if you're a solo entrepreneur can feel really isolating and when you have somebody to kind of walk you through the first steps or say like hey who do you use for marketing or who built your website I thought I have found that that's really helpful being in that type of space and that's kind of what we would like to create with complementary people and people in complementary fields 
What area? What area of town are you looking at? So we were looking kind of in the Mills District on Robinson, um, but the place that we found that we're putting an offer on is actually off of Edgewater and College Park. Oh, nice. Where at on Edgewater? I live in College Park. So past Bishop Moore. So right. Um, so Bishop Moore, and then there's another little K through 12 private school right next to it, Catholic school. It's right across the street. From okay. That. So on almost on Fairview, the, so, the lake. Okay. Yeah, so we are like right at the edge where everything's really nice, and then it kind of turns to like a bunch of old houses. We're yep. like right there on the edge. So the place we would buy is it's kind of a fixer upper, but it's we can make it what we want. This is awesome. Yeah. What is the timeline? I mean, we literally just saw it yesterday and decided <laughs> to put in an offer about four minutes before I walked in here. I was like sending the text before I got in my car. So this is a congratulations <laughs> moment. Congrats. Well, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Okay. We'll see how it goes. This is the first time we're putting an offer in. So it's obviously not a done deal. But that's our next step is to, to find a space like that where we can grow we are, and maybe bring on some other dietitians, too. We're in the same boat. So this is, we're leaving this space at the end of December. Okay. And then aggressively kind of looking for a center. Oh, so okay. we need to figure out what we're doing. Okay. So, so you guys recorded a bunch of episodes of Quesadilla and Apples. Like once we get, yes. once we get established, what's, what's next on the uh, filming docket? What else do we need to, to record? We're going to give the people what they want. That's, that's, what, that's all we do. <laughs> First off, Megan, Megan Megan looks a lot different in our filming. Uh, this is true. That is very so, true. Megan was a trooper. We were we were filming at eight months, nine, nine months, nine, nine months, months pregnant. Was, the, that was like the last thing I did in public. I remember we recorded something, and I was like, I just want you to know, I'm going. It was like nine thirty p.m. I was like, I'm going home, and I am not coming out of my house again until I have this baby. This is the last thing I'm doing in public. It just so happens that for some reason, you guys asked me to record more things I've ever recorded on camera in my entire life while I was between six and nine months pregnant. You did a great job. <laughs> well, you did amazing. You did amazing. No, I think, obviously, I want everyone to see what we did, but kind of what you talked about with the whole collaborative approach, like, as we start to reach more people, as they start to digest what we're doing, like, we want to be able to answer their questions in, in I think, a pretty entertaining fashion. I mean, Casey and Apples is, is probably going to be must-see TV on Team TV. I'm just saying. Absolutely. It's it's probably going to be the most watched. If you guys have something you want us to cover. Yes. Get your questions out Get your there. questions out. We had a, we have a, we had a, a ask a dietitian. Um, we got food tastings. We, we can do it all. We're versatile. Yeah, you know all those things that look really healthy that are marketed to be awesome? We tried a bunch of them. And I I love doing that. It's the best. Well, that was a great thing. You you got the layman's uh, version. I gave the, the the people's response, and then you came in and cleaned it up about uh, is it actually what it says it is. We hurt some feelings. Well, I'm about to share something real personal. So, uh -huh. do you remember the Quest yeah. peanut butter cups? The doo doo butter. Oh tried? no 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 that one. Okay, the that peanut one. butter cups. They were pretty good. They weren't like Reese cup good. They were but good. They were they were decent, right? Yeah. So. I saw a wrapper of those in Will's truck the other day, and I was like, oh, you went and bought these. You had these. He was like, yeah, I saw them at the gas station, and I remembered because I had brought him home the other one from the packet, <laughs> and he tried it, and it was good. 
And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. And he's like, I kind of wanted to buy another one and eat the other pack. And I was like, you shouldn't do that because they're pretty high in sugar alcohols and that's not great for your digestive system. And he was like, oh, that's why that was happening. Okay, got it. He's like, keep, he's like, all right, that's an explanation. Keeping that to one from now on. Well, luckily, I only ate one because that that could have been we wouldn't have had a forty-two minute episode that if I'd eaten both of them. So, but no, I I I I'm excited to start doing more stuff. Obviously, you know, this is we're getting some momentum. We're yeah. getting some momentum with some with some things. Um, we actually just uh, we just had a conversation with Victoria Moores, who is a Canadian gymnast. So just starting to line up more talent. You know, cool. we talk about partnerships and marketing and kind of a relaunch if you will so we're international now we've been international 26 countries man well by now but now we got international representatives i know it's crazy yeah so we've 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 got the evolution project coming out then right after that the internal vernacular for it is the pay station project meaning we're going to be able to bring kind of retail and other premium services to the app i mean it's it's all happening we broke ground like i told you on the admin portal mm-hmm. for how we can all manage that experience inside of the app. It's uh, it's wild times over here at the team app. In a good way. In a good, yes. in a good way, in a stressful way, but a good way. So this is this is self-serving, but why, why do you why why do you work with us, or what what do you see in us? Why do you keep saying yes that's when you we being ask a good you? Host. To... Now we're chit-chatting. Okay, so yeah, that's the first good question I've had in seven episodes. Yes. The funny thing about being a dietitian is you're in, like, this weird demand from lots of different places. So I've been a consultant for quite a wide variety of companies, from this guy who was building a smoothie vending machine to this woman who was putting together a kind of like a learning tool with magnets that you put on the fridge for nutrition for kids to a beverage company who is basically trying to be the healthy version of a four-hour energy so like lots of different random stuff that i've done you guys have been my favorite people to say consult one, with say it one more time <laughs> say it one more time just i don't know if they heard you team what? has been my favorite company to consult with and that concludes episode seven <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> what I found is um, you guys, you let the professionals run with it, whereas I felt a lot of times where people kind of want to put words in my mouth. They're like, these are the things we're trying to do. Can you just say it for us? Because you're the experts. Or can you say this thing that we want to be said? And whereas you guys have been like, what do you want to say? Like, what's legit? Like, don't sugarcoat anything. Don't put something out there because it's going to be salacious or good attention. You've really respected the science behind what I do and what I've seen you do with other other professionals, health professionals, and that's what I really respect and that's why I've loved working with you because you allow me to share the real deal and not try to tell me to say something for you for marketing purposes or trying to sell whatever it is. I, mean, I love that. I mean, I, do we need? I don't think there's anything else to say. I mean, we could 
since we're we're getting into personal lives, we got Thanksgiving next week. What are the what are the plans? Uh, plans for Thanksgiving. Parents are coming down from Ohio and staying for a little while, and then we have our Christmas party the weekend after, which is always a big blowout. We pick a different country every year, and we celebrate however that country's culture celebrates Christmas. So the food, the traditions, we do trivia. As a family? N- no, as like everyone we know come to our house and do That's this amazing. and like wear traditional clothing from this that country. Is, uh, what was last year? Uh, so we didn't do last year. We took a break Obvious for reasons. 2020. Uh, the year before that was Columbia. Okay. And one of our friends is from Columbia and she hired this band, which we thought was just going to be like a fun mariachi band come in, play a song, everybody laughs, this is a surprise, haha, cool, and then leave. No, they drove from Tampa and had all their audio equipment, set it up, brought their wives to come watch them play, had a full-on microphone set, and played for two hours in our backyard. (laughs) And all the neighbors were like, what is going on? They were jealous. (laughs) Like, come on in. Like, come to our Colombian party. What, What is it this year? Lebanon. Okay. So whoever wins the trivia gets to pick the country for the next year. So the person who won last year has uh, Lebanese in their family, and so they wanted to do Lebanon. So your plans sound a lot better than mine. I I need listeners to pray for me because <laughs> I am driving eleven hours with for the first time with Ooh. our with our children. Ooh. We're going to Virginia, which is where I'm from, but I don't feel like buying four plane tickets. Uh, so we are driving. So please have me in your thoughts. When you're when you're listening to this podcast, because I don't know, we got iPads. Do they pay attention? Like, what age do they start paying attention to a screen? Uh, oh, mine pay attention. Okay. I'm just hoping that they got 11 hours worth of attention. <laughs> <laughs> are you trying to do like an overnight so they sleep, or are you gonna do during the day? I don't know. That's also probably a problem that I don't have a plan. Uh, but Taylor, Taylor and I both work on Monday, so ideally, we leave middle of the night. Really, really early Tuesday, but they like my oldest is is on that. How many minutes? How many minutes? Because <laughs> she sees the uh, you know the the map on the 1, app. One thousand two hundred sixty four exactly. more minutes. Daddy, how many minutes? Is it still that many minutes? Something like you, you better start counting. We got eleven hours, kid. So I don't know. Okay. That that's my Thanksgiving. I we're sitting here talking about nutrition, and I'm like, you know, I get inspired. It's not going to happen next week though because I haven't. Kind of, My favorite Thanksgiving yeah. thing is oh, stuffing. Yeah. It's like, gonna... If I could just eat stuffing all day long, it's over. My aunt shows up whenever I come in town. She shows up to the house with this cream cheese breakfast uh, like thing. Thing? What, what I, do you mean? It's sweet or savory? Sweet. Okay. Like a, what do you, I don't know, Danish. Casserole. Like a Danish, like okay. cowboy cookies, which I don't know why they're called cowboy cookies, and then rice pudding. They're just, they're there. When I get in the house, <laughs> all, yeah, so all the roll you back down. Yeah, but I'm inspired though. When I get back, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be ready. Okay. In fact, I'm gonna go home and read, open the book, to optimize life. I'm gonna start well, reading it. So that's actually, you know, as we reach the end of this, how do people, how are we giving this book away? I mean, I'm, I'm not good at the, at this whole thing, but this is what I know nothing about the internet. So okay, so correct me if I'm wrong, right? They should. Tag us, right? Take a screenshot of that you watch the watch the podcast, 
Listen to it. Listen to yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you want me to do this for you? Yep, thank Here you. Here we go. All right, so if you listen to the podcast, take a screenshot and share it to your story on Instagram. You have to tag the team app. And you. And you. And me in order at nutrition.awareness. What's the team app's official The team app. Handle? The team app. Just the team app. Okay. The team, T-E-M-A-P-P. Tag us both. You get one entry, right? Yes. Is that how, is that how we're doing it? Yes. One entry. And you have to tag us and then send a DM that you tagged us. Because if you don't send a direct message and you're private, we don't see that you tagged us. See, I knew none of it. I would have messed this whole thing. We give think? up coffee. We, we give out coffee on our Instagram for shares. So that's why we know this. So okay. if you listen to our podcast, you share it, you get free coffee. Okay. So okay, this podcast, so you get free book. Listen, whatever Megan just said. We want to do 10? 10. So first 10 people, you get a free copy of The Optimized Life. I mean, do you want to sign them? Sure. I'll that adds sign a him. shipping thing to no, the five. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, that's. I think it's cool. Yeah, you so, get a yeah. signed copy of the Optimized Life. Okay, I like it. I love it. All right, perfect. Share. Share it. Listen. Share it. Also, not for nothing. If you're not part of the ten, definitely go get it. Support yes. Megan. Yes, we On love Amazon. her. She's great for this us. This was just a, this was just the tip of the iceberg. Oh yeah, like she held back. She Absolutely. held back. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. She so only gave us you, a, yeah. a part of the star power. If you, th- if you thought today was good, she held back. Imagine being able to read it over and over and over again. And so. I, have, I have clients that I'm like, you need to like read this when you get home, too. <laughs> today, yes. <laughs> yeah. And we need to make sure that we get enough copies so she does the audio book. Yeah, that's yes, true. We want to hear it. out there. Keep buying. Keep there we sharing. Go. Christmas come around the corner. Everybody needs it for January, at least. There's no no excuses. We are an accountability app. So what are we what are we talking about next week? Or I guess two weeks. Two weeks. What are we talking about? I mean, you know, you got to give me. Let's let's let Megan choose. She's the guest. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want to know from the team app about the team app? On the spot. Um, something that would be interesting to me, coming from a business perspective, is how you met with investors and what it's like to be in a room and pitching. That's and actually like the best strategies. We didn't, we didn't that even you te- have we didn't even tear up. No, and it's actually it's well timed because uh, and I'll know this later today, we may have to go to Boston the week after uh, Thanksgiving to meet with one of our partners partners that wants to Ooh, inject okay. some investment into it so very relevant of I course. think it's something that a lot of people want to know about but that world seems so foreign and out of reach that it would be really interesting to hear like how you got your feet in that world I, I'd be happy to share it because there's there's both a glamour like victorious stories and a lot more crash and burn nightmares <laughs> about it and it's just uncomfortable right like if I were to ask you for a hundred dollars, like let me borrow some money now, let's ask for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. I mean, for me, it, like obviously, I get called in every once in a while when we, when we got to talk science, and I'm just like, like holy crap, like I got to make sure I yeah. get this all the way right <laughs> when I tell them what what this is. Yeah. So that's uh, I mean, you got asked when you were in Maine last week what we've raised and all of that yes, stuff. So yes. like, it's a it's a relevant question. I think that's a perfect topic. Cool. So we will. 
pull back the curtain a little bit and tell people all the trials and tribulations of raising money to pay us to pay you (laughs) (laughs) and buy your book. All right. right. Perfect. So with that, I mean, do you have a, do you have a sign off? So this is something I've been struggling with. I don't have a sign off. I, I know I've listened okay. and I've listened to how you promised that you would have one and then you don't. Oh, the lies? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> what heard, he does. I've heard the lies, the lies okay. too. So help. we don't, we don't have something that we okay. say every time. We're just kind of like, all right, cool. We killed it. See you later. All right, cool. We killed it. <laughs> Till next time. Later.